0: You're listening to Season 2 of By Shawnita, Wholeness Series Novel, Wing My Options, Chapter 2. Flip-flop, flip-flop, Julie attempted to shake the fuzz from around her brain. Too bad she hadn't rolled out of bed 20 minutes ago the first time her eyes popped open. The best treatment for beer brain the morning after a brew fest was another beer. Last time her sister flip-flopped herself into the house early on a Saturday morning, Julie received a 60-minute lecture on why beer did not make the best breakfast libation. Julie refused to invite version two of that love fest into her life. The door creaked open. Caitlin popped her head in and pushed it open. I know you're faking, Julie. Jeesh. You were never any good at that, you know. Julie sat up and gave her sister her customary grimace-smile combo. Good morning to you too. Caitlin walked over to the window and cracked it. Smells like someone tried to start a brewery in here. Were you drinking alone again last night? No. Mitt came by for a little while. Then he had to meet his friend somewhere. Julie cussed under her breath this lecture would be worse than the don't turn into an alcoholic diatribe she experienced last week. He's not good for you. No matter what you tell me, I will never understand why you don't have a problem with not going anywhere outside of this house with him. Is he really dumb enough to believe you don't notice he hasn't taken you anywhere outside of this block? Caitlin crossed her arms. "'You know what? "'I'm not going to do this today. "'I love you, Jules. "'That is why I fuss so much.' "'Julie gave her sister a real smile. Caitlin dropped down on the foot of the bed. "'She wiggled Julie's foot. "'You're too good for him, and you know it.' "'Julie shrugged. Caitlin produced a stack of envelopes "'she'd been holding in her purse. "'This is why I came by this morning.' Julie accepted the stack of mailers and envelopes. Caitlin kept one in her hand and displayed the front with a goofy Kool-Aid grin. Julie rolled her eyes. She dropped her head. That beer she wanted before had just morphed into a need. You know I don't snoop. Julie picked her head up and gave her sister a stop lying stare. Whatever, I didn't this time. I didn't have to because I received one just like this. And I really think you should go this year. Caitlin handed her the envelope like one of the hosts on an entertainment awards show getting ready to announce the winner. You have to be kidding. My job is boring as hell and will not shut down if you take 24 of the 23,000 paid time off hours you have stored up for... When hell freezes over. Caitlin stood up. Come on, Julie. It's like you're boycotting or ashamed of us or something. Dad isn't gonna go if you don't. And I don't want and I every- want everyone to meet Kendall. I didn't invite them to the wedding because we don't talk to them. Don't make me go alone. What about La Uniqua? She practically begged me to talk you and dad into coming. If dad comes, you know Devon is going to tag along. Then the whole family will be there without you. Now, you know your weekend will not be right if you're not there. Please, Julie Jewell. Julie took the envelope. She recognized the flourishes and bubbles in the way her address was written. She'd admired La Uniqua's unique handwriting since high school. I don't have 3,000 hours of paid time off. Not that my time off is any of your business. I'm not making any promises, but I'll let you know. If you would create a profile on Booktime, you would see how much everyone misses you. Caitlin shook her head. No, I wouldn't because then they wouldn't miss me anymore. I much prefer to have you relay all their gooey love notes and posts. Julie stuck her tongue out at Caitlin. Don't think about it, Julie Jules. Just go. You know you want to see how everyone is doing now, including the two amigos. You haven't seen them since we moved up here your sophomore year of high school. I know you miss Tony and Brianna. Caitlin inched her way to the door. Julie cocked her head to the side and allowed herself to remember thinner, happier days with her two favorite people in the world. Well, their two favorite cousins, Tony and Brianna, helped her get through many tough times. Julie Jules, Caitlin leaned on the doorjamb and pouted. Stop calling me that. I haven't caved because you called me that since you were in high school. Julie climbed out of her bed. The growl of her stomach propelled her toward the door. I'll make you my famous happy cheese omelet while I help you register online. Caitlin put her arm around Julie's shoulder. It didn't seem fair. Her younger sister seemed to have all the good genes. tall. Permanent tan, bubble butt, and thick, long hair were just Caitlyn's obvious genetic advantages. Don't go spending my money just yet. Email me a link and I'll let you know after I think about it. And how does Kendall feel about being thrust into the middle of the Price Clan? You know you have to warn people before they meet our family. Julie went down the stairs in front of Caitlyn. Please, have you met that gangly bunch of characters I'm about to share a last name with now? We're going to look like the Huxtables before Denise came back when they meet our people. Caitlin giggled. The real question is which one of his baby mamas is DJ going to bring to help with them little rugrats? Because I'm not going to waste my hotel time wrestling with his brats when I can be wrestling with Kendale. You must not want daddy to come on this trip. He is not going to go for y'all sharing a hotel room. Julie sat down at the kitchen table and watched Caitlin pull the ingredients for an omelet from the refrigerator. Nobody said I was. Trust me, I don't have to spend the night to have my way. Caitlin turned around to pour butter in a cast iron skillet on the stove. Julie shook her head. The weekend would not be the same without her family around. That didn't mean she wanted to subject herself to the stares, whispers pointing, and pity waiting for her at the reunion. People didn't realize how hard she had it as the white sheep of the family. baby I'm home. Thomas's voice carried up two flights of stairs into the master bedroom where Brianna changed into her lounge around cotton capris and camisole. Brianna chuckled to herself as she eased on her slippers waiting in their spot next to her side of the bed. That man knows he is loud. That man can hear you. Thomas strutted into the room. He gave Brianna a quick peck on the cheek. You really shouldn't walk so soft. A man of your stature is expected to make noise going from one room to the other. Brianna said, you're no clumsy cacophony of noise. So why should I be the bumbling giant? I thought my smoothness was one of the reasons you liked me in high school. Thomas disappeared into the closet. He reappeared in warm-up style pants and a North Carolina college t-shirt in place of his slacks and polo shirt. You sound like you had a great day at the office. I have dinner warming in the stove. I made quiche and salad in the fridge. Brianna walked toward the door. I did, and you know seeing Toya always brings a smile to my face. I stopped by to check on her since I finished my last appointment early. Nothing in the world lights up my heart like being in the presence of a woman who loves me. Thomas followed Brianna. He paused to pick up an envelope from the stack of mail sitting on the island in the kitchen you haven't accepted Launica's friend request on book time yet. She sent me one when she didn't hear from you. Brianna sighed. Not yet. I don't know if I want to, Thomas. My family is so... You've met the prices. Yep, they good people. And I loved one so much, I married her. You know you love your daddy's side of the family just as much as you love your moms. What is up with you dissing them so much since we moved to North Carolina? Thomas opened the refrigerator, pulled out a large clear bowl of salad. Brianna sighed. I don't speak deep breath, Bri, baby. You're going to have to form actual words for me. Thomas handed the envelope to Brianna. Brianna placed the envelope under her arm. She retrieved the keys from the oven and placed it between the table setting for her and Thomas on the kitchen table. I do love my family. That doesn't mean I have to be around them or see them all of the time. Thomas guffawed. All the time. You haven't been back to visit more than once since we moved here and that is because your cousin graduated from college. Come on, why don't you want to go? Brianna opened and shut her mouth. The words to explain how she didn't want to hear about her weight gain and empty womb wouldn't form on her lips. Tears threatened to climb over the rim of her eyes but retreated when she looked at the ceiling. No way to really explain it. It's not a bad idea. I just hadn't planned on going to the family reunion this year. Toya would love it. She's never been to our hometown and I have lots of family that haven't seen her yet. Thomas looked down at his plate. Brianna bore a hole in the top of her husband's head. Not only did he want her to parade around in front of her family childless, he wanted to magnify her barren state by bringing his love child to the reunion crazy must have jumped off her dad's side of the family and landed in her husband's lap. I'm sure she would if we were going. Thomas looked up from his plate. Don't give me that look, Thomas. Brianna cleared her throat. She opened the envelope. It had been a long time since she'd been home. A small note floated down to the table as she pulled the invitation out. La Uniqua included a personal note urging her to come home. Talk about peer pressure. "'Let me look at my calendar, I'll let you know. "'Does her mother have a problem with her daughter "'going to my family's reunion? "'Shayvonda is cool. "'We haven't had any problems taking Toya on vacation before. "'Why would this be different?' "'Thomas went to the refrigerator. "'He returned with two bottles of soda. Brianna fought the urge to roll her eyes and twirl her neck. "'This man was brilliant in the boardroom "'but didn't have a clue about women.' Shivana didn't give her grief, but Brianna knew if given the chance, she'd trade Mitchell for Owens faster than a behind-the-back pass for the winning shot in a basketball championship last-ditch play. Thirsty broads always seemed to place Thomas in their seductive crosshairs once they met Brianna, but desperate baby mamas were a breed all their own. This cooperative act could stop at a moment's notice. At least except light equals friend poke on book time no need to ignore your people they love you thomas took brianna's hand in his he kissed the tips of her fingers brianna blushed and smiled he was right his smoothness and charm captured her heart years ago in high school they also drew single women looking for a bed warmer to him like southerners to sweet tea Creak, shoop, plop. A sigh escaped Tony's lips. Her office sat off to the side of the front door. She pushed herself up with a huff and grunt. Most of her bills were on auto payment and email billing, so mail meant sales papers and the occasional thank you card from a happy client. Sweat beads popped up as she stooped over and retrieved everything from the floor. Circulars from several of her favorite restaurants and an envelope from Atlanta filled one hand. Her back ached a bit as she stood up. None of the coupons held her interest. She recognized her cousin La Uniqua's flowery handwriting on the envelope from Atlanta. Tony made quick work of the walk back to her office. Her book time desktop notification icon blinked. A friend poke request from La Uniqua popped up on her screen. With two clicks of the mouse pad, she accepted La Uniqua's request. A live chat request popped up on her screen. Tony accepted the request. A picture popped up. A gasp escaped Tony's half-open mouth. All through high school, La Uniqua enjoyed her popularity for being a brick house. Now she was more like an industrial park. Hey, because how was North Carolina treating you? Lyonique was once heart-shaped face with a large circle. My business is booming. I'm in a great area and about to find out if I'm getting two great contracts. (laughs) Life is good. Tony felt a little hypocritical for not turning on her webcam. All that money you making and you can't afford a webcam?" La Lyuniqua chuckled. Just kidding, I'm trying to find out if you were gonna make it to the reunion. We're trying to get all of the preliminary numbers into the caterer and a few of the vendors, but you know how the prices are about getting information in on time. Tony rolled her eyes. I hadn't even thought about it. The invitation was in my mail today. I don't even know the dates. Yeah, your first invitation was returned. I had to hunt down three cousins and an uncle to get your new address. La Uniqua fingered her bangs. My apologies, I haven't been real good about keeping in touch since I left Atlanta. The truth of her statement hit her heart with a thud. Loneliness was her constant companion. On the weekends, she couldn't force herself to work. Outside of a few book clubs, she tried to join after reading about them on the local meeting website. Her social life was a virtual wasteland. It never occurred to her how much she intermingled her personal life with church until now. This was the first time in her life she didn't have one to call home away from home. She opened the envelope for the date. Call me in for now. I don't recall any pressing events during that weekend here. Yippee! We have so many people from our generation coming and everyone has been asking about you. Not just the elders, but also... All of my siblings are cousins, and I'm hoping that Brianna and Julie can make it too. We haven't all been together since my first year of high school. We aren't getting any younger. I can't wait to meet your fine man. La Uniqua laughed. You know you are a pretty boy magnet. Tony cleared her throat. La Uniqua's memories referenced the old throwback soda bottle shaped Tony. Nowadays, she drained soda bottles and the only magnet she possessed involved the refrigerator and restaurant coupons. You sure do have an interesting memory bank, La Uniqua. Girl, please. My first kiss was with the super foine little brother of your junior year boyfriend. From what I hear, your fiance made him look like boiled up cafeteria slop. So you must have some sweet faced hard bodied replacement that made your fiance look like rotten Swiss cheese. La Uniqua picked up what appeared to be a frozen treat cup tears welled up in Tony's eyes. Swiss cheese was one of her favorite sandwich garnishments. And the only thing she saw with a sweet face was hers after a cinnamon bun moment. Moments she indulged in more than the old Tony used to do. Girl, I have a client coming in. Thanks for the friend request and I'll get registered as soon as I'm sure I'm coming. All right, Tony, love you, girl. La face disappeared from the screen. Tony pushed herself up from her seat. The deep dish French bread pizza in the freezer and cinnamon bun in the fridge called her name. An entire weekend with the family would be worth it if she saw her partners in crime. Brianna and Julie were her hearts back in high school. She still couldn't understand how they all lost touch with each other. Her shame about her weight gain and failed relationships kept her busy when her business wasn't running her life. She wondered what was going on with Bree and Jules. I hope you enjoyed Weighing My Options, Chapter 2, Written in Red by Shaunita. Please tell your friends about the podcast and join us next week for Chapter 3.